0: Meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town.
1: We are back in the studio for Talk of the Town today. Lisa Kay along with Paul Peterson, District 77 Superintendent. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's really nice to see you again. It's a short week coming up next week.
0: Oh, wow. You know, I've talked to so many people in the community where they just cannot, even people who aren't associated with the school district. Just about how fast the school year, you know, from Labor Day to now, yeah, it has really kind of blazed by. And it's it's such a great reminder, like, even people who aren't in school anymore, mm-hmm. there still is, like, they they kind of gauge the year by where we're at in the school but year.
1: What the schools do, right. Yeah,
0: and so, yeah, here we are. We've got uh, just a couple days next week and then uh, Thanksgiving break. And then, as we know, I mean, then you're just right around the corner from the holiday you know the other holidays Christmas and New Year's and
1: more time off for kids and I'm sure people that need breaks that are working in the schools
0: oh yeah yeah it's uh it's it's really interesting how those breaks for parents and caregivers that you get kids home and then just about the time where kids are starting to maybe get a little too comfortable it's time to go back to mm-hmm. school and and that's okay too
1: um so the west football game when is I'm not since I don't have a kid playing yeah
0: yeah so West is it in the semifinals of the state tournament that'll be on Saturday seven okay. o'clock. Uh, at the bank.
1: There you go. Downtown
0: Minneapolis. Are you going or you're gonna watch on TV? Uh no we'll uh, we'll be there. You'll it's, be there. Yep, okay. It's gonna be a busy, busy weekend. We've got a uh, coffee conversation in the morning with the school board, um, with our community members. Um, and then heading up to the Twin Cities and catch the gopher game first and oh, okay. then uh head to the bank.
1: That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be
0: a little chilly for uh the gophs, but uh the scarlets will be playing indoors, which will be a, yeah,
1: that'll be that'll awesome. Be pretty great. Well, we're going to send all of our well wishes going up there yeah. uh, with them. We just came off of um, elections, not only school board mm-hmm. elections, but there were legislative elections, which affects the school districts. So, uh, what do we talk about there? We've got some new school board members coming in. Yeah,
0: lots, lots going on. I mean, when you look at public education um, and elected leaders, both at the local and the state level, it's a it's a really big deal. And so, so locally with our school board, we'll be uh, organizing a new board in January. And uh, there'll be a new member, Carrie Pratt, is will be one of the f- um, newest members. She she was elected to a four-year term, Okay. Um, along with Patrick Baker and Shannon Sinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three will have four-year terms. And then Christy Shook, who's been a longtime board member, she moved over to the special election for the two-year term, okay, and that fills the Kenneth Reed seat um, right. after Kenneth left the community. Um, so Christy will be serving that two-year term. So of all of that, the um, the the one change on the board from what our current board looks like is that our board chair, Jody Sapp, mm-hmm. um, did not win re-election, so she'll be um, um, retiring from the board okay. uh, starting in January. Um, she's had a... a incredible career over 20 years yeah that's a
1: long time of service
0: and what a dedicated servant um, to kids and to the community and to teachers and staff members she's just has and in her Jody Sap way has just always kept kids at the center of her decision making and she's been the board chair and over the last couple years which have been Pretty challenging time.
1: right? Absolutely, and and so what happens then? Is there an election within the board? Right,
0: right. At the- so at their organizational meeting right away in January, uh, it would be one of the first items that they do is to pick a chair, and then they'll pick a chair, they'll pick a vice chair, treasurer, clerk. Now, right do, on the line.
1: does the um, and maybe I shouldn't be asking the school board this, but what if, what does that look like internally? The new people that are coming on, do they have a chance at any of those, or do they have to serve a while before?
0: any any elected member oh, okay. um, can serve in any of the leadership positions. Okay. And so um that's that's kind of what will be interesting. We know that there will be a new board chair starting in January and it's an exciting time in schools. I mean, we've we've got a lot of work to do. There's so many really positive things happening and our elected leaders, those folks sitting at that governance level, they've got a ton of responsibility when it comes to policies and finance and Really setting the direction right. of the district, and so um, excited to welcome Carrie onto that onto onto our board, and um, help get the board formed in in a way where they can continue to function. We have a really functional board structure. Um, they don't always vote uh, together, and they mm-hmm. have different opinions, but they really do um, di- kind of di- work to discern the the voice of the district, and then once votes are taken, they move on. And uh, it's oh, really nice. been, really, really been a positive experience for those that have been on in the last several years. And we're looking forward to that again in 2023.
1: Well, we'll be interested to hear about that as the new year progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as legislative elections go, what were you watching and what what, what were the outcomes for you? Yeah,
0: so I think in public education, we had our, we really had our sights set on um, what was going to happen with the governor's race. And then in the House and the Senate, Minnesota House, Minnesota Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, public education gets an inordinate amount of their dollars from St. Paul, from mm-hmm. the state capital, and so this upcoming year being a funding year for schools and for the for the budget uh, process, it it was just uh, really important for us to see and for, for us to start preparing for what um, might be coming down the pike here in the next several months as the legislature will get their get themselves back to work here in twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, those. Those races were important um, for who wins and loses. But all, like I said, it's just for more of the planning process for us. So we could um, be estimating where we would be with levels of state support for public schools and um, with the governor's race um, falling the way of current governor, Tim Walls, and then both the House and the Senate um, falling. Um, I think, what are they calling it? The trifecta? I yeah, think I keep reading yeah. that in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, about the Democratic Party, I'm um, having all all of those areas, you know public education is uh, will be there. We would be there regardless of who wins, right? At the legislature, talking about uh, and making the case for strong support. Um, and a lot of that support in the legislature comes down to funding. Sure. And as I was sharing with somebody a couple of days ago, I, I think our community understands how important that is because if that funding doesn't come from St. Paul, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the need is still isn't there. And so then we go local and we have to start talking with community members about referendum, operating costs. um, And so many of those things have traditionally been supported in our community, which are fantastic, but the state also has a long, long history of investing in the future. And so rather than a black hole, public education really is about that investing in not um, today, but it's investing in, what our state's going to look like 10, 15, 20 years from now.
1: Yeah, as uh, those kids that are 10, 15, 20 years older now were invested in back then. Right, right. Yeah, so
0: we're we're watching that, and so now our school district will um, start developing our legislative platform that we will um, polish up and get ready. We'll be having a legislative forum in December with our elected leaders locally, Okay, and then we'll also be working uh, and heading up to St. Paul. Now that things have opened up uh, quite a bit more, um, Post COVID, mm-hmm, if we can say mm-hmm. that, um, we'll be in St. Paul uh, talking with not only our local legislators but um, with those others that have um, committee chair positions that um, will help move the needle for public ed in the state.
1: Those forums that you're talking about are those things that are uh, available to citizens, parents, to come to. They
0: are. They are. Yep we um, we're going to be doing our legislative forum on December nineteenth. Um, and that's the same day, we have a board meeting at 5.30, so we're going to bring and invite our legislators in at 4 o'clock that afternoon to hear what the maps, the Mankato Area Public Schools priorities are. We'll make sure that we have something for them to take away with them as they start their um, next session up in St. Paul. And um, so not only will our legislative committee be there, but we also know that we'll have teacher representatives, the, the, our school board will be there. Um, and yeah, so that, that will be an open um, invitation to the community to attend as well.
1: All right. We'll watch for that in December. Uh, I know that uh, as a parent in the district, I've gotten um, notices that conferences are happening <laughs> right now. and one of my coworkers had to run out the other day because mm-hmm. of a conference that was going on. And-
0: conferences are really, I mean, if, if you think about the start of the school year, high energy, high anticipation, maybe a little anxiety as things start. And then you hit that first, you hit MEA break in yeah. the fall. And now here we are, you know, a good couple months in, and it's really an important time for teachers and staff to get together with the caregivers of our kids to talk about how we're doing, yep. um, how things are going not only at school, but also how are things going at home. Um, it's the same kid, you know, walking through the doors at a middle school or high school or an elementary school, then they go home. And we need to make sure that beyond email, we're talking about the kids that we're surrounding Mm -hmm. and saying, what are you seeing? What are we seeing? How can we help support them socially, emotionally? Obviously, schools, our our big mission is about accelerating their learning. And so some kids are knocking it out of the park. Some kids need more support. Mm -hmm. And having those conversations, dedicated time, not to just talk in generalities about kids, right. but really go deep
1: with your kid. Right. Yeah, and
0: yeah. and sometimes those can be. I was just talking with a principal this morning. Some of those conversations are are pretty sensitive, mm-hmm. or they can get um, really really difficult. Yeah. Um, raising kids is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is not for the faint of heart. As and teaching kids who sometimes aren't overly interested in. Learning, or they're not, yeah. they're, or they're yeah. struggling with other things. Parent teacher conferences give people an opportunity to dialogue, problem solve, not that kids are problems, but just think differently or think creatively about how we can continue to work together to, to, to help them move forward. Along the journey,
1: and I think it also, from a parent perspective, gives us the ability to make sure that the teachers see the child as the whole child too—that the the one that does actually come home. Mm -hmm. And well, this is not what they do at home. They might act, you know, they might be different for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that the the best conferences has a little bit of everything in there. I mean, absolutely, we want to talk about academic progress, and you know, whether that's in literacy or reading or math or science, take all the content areas. You bet. We want to mm-hmm. talk about how they're doing there. But our, our, our best teachers are also talking about what they see in a kid yeah. or, or what they're hearing from them that might be an indication that they're really doing well or they're really on a firm footing and their their affect is, is really positive. Mm-hmm. And in other cases, there may be some, I don't know if I'd say warning signs, but just things that People need to be aware of right, and sometimes parents will say, "Oh yeah, we see that exactly at home," and other times it's a surprise. Yeah, and vice versa. When parents say, "Wow, when when my student comes home, this is what they're yeah, Yeah. this is what they're this is what they're (laughs) like," and for some of our teachers, that's a surprise. Yeah, and so to to like you said, to really see the student the the child as a whole person, Mm -hmm. these conferences really help um, flesh that out.
1: Paul Peterson, our guest today on Talk of the Town here on KTOE, going into a, a short week with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I had you on my morning show, we—you know, my partner and I—did not even realize. Uh, Chris and I didn't realize that both of our kids uh, weren't having school that day. <laughs> Parents of the Year, I think yeah. um, <laughs> we got the award for that. Uh, but we do have a short week this week, so yes, we know when they're going to be in mm-hmm. and out.
0: Right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a couple couple days of. Uh, of some good learning for our middle and high school kids. Elementary students will just be in uh, next Monday, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, away they go to get that uh, Thanksgiving break off and running. And and then it's just that push to uh, the holidays, you know, to Christmas. Yeah. And um, before you know it, it'll it'll be then that January to the end of the year. That's kind uh, of a
1: long stretch.
0: It is, you know. There's a few pockets here and yeah. there of, of of a day or two, and end of terms or end of um, academic sessions. But uh, but yeah, it's it it, it really is. It, it's exciting when when kids come back to school after a little bit of break, and honestly, for staff as well. Um, weekends are fantastic, but sometimes you just need a little bit longer just of a day d- or two, right? Deep just, breath, yeah. Um, because working and learning in schools takes a ton Mm -hmm. um teachers are are flying and they are absolutely doing amazing work but it is well beyond just the nine to five eight to four um yeah time period it's it is constantly on their mind and and you need to step away from that
1: i know last time that uh, we were talking over on the morning show portion of my life uh you were heading out the door early to go to uh it was a meeting of all the principals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what happened there?
0: Yeah, so our, our principal groups meet um, regularly, so on a monthly basis. And, and what our principals were meeting with a few weeks ago is to prepare a report for our school board about student behavior. And so that report happened at the board meeting meeting. Um, Earlier in November.
1: So this is like how are our kids behaving? Yeah, overall well, or,
0: or what? How, how they're behaving, but also how we teach behavior. Oh, okay. Um, just like how we teach reading and math, um, students come to school in a lot of different ways, and so sometimes it's teaching students about expectations. Sometimes it's teaching about kindness. Um, also teaching about acceptable behaviors in right. social settings, mm-hmm. um, and like everything else, some. I was going to say kids, but some people, because adults are the same way, <laughs> some people get it right away.
1: Right. It's like, oh, I
0: got that. Mm-hmm. And some people need to be reminded and reminded or taught and retaught. And mm-hmm. sometimes there needs to be remediation and sometimes there even needs to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do that again. And those consequences can literally be on the spectrum from the, the the lowest end of, hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a talking to. Right. All the way up to the most severe behavioral issues where, you know, we could be looking at, and we do look at removing students, not just from a school for a couple days or so, but expulsion, mm-hmm. like removing them from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so we wanted to talk with our school board about how we work on the front end to address student behavior. And. When uh, students do fall below the line, or when they do need reminders, what those reminders look like—you mm-hmm. know, everything from restorative justice to consequences—to um, but but that's really all centered on what does that student need, what um, and then what is in their best interest, and then what's in the best interest of the larger system, the mm-hmm. larger class, the larger grade, or the larger school, and and making sure that we're always doing those in developmentally appropriate ways. Right, right. Which Uh, is
1: such a tough... Decision, I would think, to have to make. I mean, we, you know, we've heard stories of of maybe some kids in school that are having some problems, right. and you know, the whole entire class gets moved, and then mm-hmm. you have parents wondering what's going on there, and um, so many things, facets that we probably just don't
0: understand. Yeah, Jeff Delene, when when he was sharing with the board, because we do hear those, like, oh my gosh, I heard the whole the whole class was removed from a from a room because one child
1: or whatever. Right. And J-
0: Jeff Delene was reflecting. He said, "I don't think we've removed a. I don't. I don't think I've." What did did he call it? Evacuated a classroom in over five years. (laughs) So, you know, it's a really good sign. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean that at the individual level, we have students, and some students have behaved, not just maybe have a really bad day where they make bad choices. It's beyond that. Mm -hmm. Some students have uh, disabilities Mm -hmm. specific to behaviors. Mm -hmm. And then that launches in a whole other realm of supports um, that help kids um, progress. And, some some of that, that progress is really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and some it, it can, um, but but when they get it, when they learn, I mean, that's really what it is. is right. It's learning. That's what teachers uh, really get jazzed about because it, it shows that they're uh, really making a difference.
1: And we need to know on our end that you do talk about it. It's not something that just gets swept under the rug or yeah. a, a certain policy that must be followed here mm-hmm. and there. There is conversation going on. A couple minutes left with uh, Paul Peterson from District 77 And uh, I know that there's some equity work that's continuing, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad to see. Um, There's a meeting coming up on Monday? or
0: Yeah, similar to the principal report on student behavior, our school board will be hearing from another set of principals at the upcoming meeting about uh, the equity work within Mankato Area Public Schools. Two years ago, the board adopted a new vision and mission. And that mission statement talks about the district being committed to working together equitably with families and community. And so it seems like a pretty good time to bring some of our leaders in to Mm -hmm. say, okay, board has set a direction and now we want to talk with you and just share with you an update. What does that look like? What does it, what does equity work look like at an elementary school? Mm. Uh, What does it look like in a middle school? What does it look like in a high school? And how do we define equity um, within an educational setting? Um, Who are we talking about? What are we talking about? As you can appreciate, Lisa, there's a lot of, um, Misinformation mm-hmm. about equity. Some some of it is just um, people not knowing what it is,
1: right.
0: and you know there are others that are dabble in um, misinformation or disinformation, <laughs> and, and that's just their that's just their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to make sure that our community, our board especially, um, we we can address uh, concerns. Uh, this is really about meeting kids where they're at, regardless of they are what they look like what they believe um and in a public setting we want to do everything that we can to advance their learning to their highest potential and so sometimes equity work really gets focused in on race clearly that is a key part of equity work but whether it's gender and religion and ethnicity mm-hmm. and um age I mean, all of
1: yeah so much more than so many one. more
0: things so we're excited to talk with our board about it on monday
1: well, we'll be looking forward to hearing a report back from you next time you come in, and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving weekend.
0: Thank you so much. Enjoy
1: it's, having you here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great for the Petersons, and hopefully uh, for your family as well. And we'll uh, we'll be all ready to go uh, post Thanksgiving.
1: We'll see you next time, Paul. Thank you for coming in.
0: Thanks.